Welcome to Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, a podcast dedicated to helping modern-day believers live out the teachings of the first century church. This podcast is part of the teaching ministry of Dr. David K. Bernard. Dr. Bernard has dedicated his life to studying the Bible and helping believers apply its message to their daily lives. In Apostolic Life in the 21st Century, Dr. Bernard answers your questions about what the Bible teaches and how those teachings apply to everyday life. Thank you for joining us for this broadcast. With the prevalence of homosexuality in America, many apostolic believers find themselves faced with some version of the following situation. A homosexual family member announces that they plan to marry their same-sex partner, and the entire family is invited to attend the ceremony. The apostolic believer knows what the Bible says about homosexuality and marriage, but they also love their homosexual family member and don't want to hurt their feelings. Furthermore, not attending the ceremony may threaten to create a rift between the believer and family members who are not apostolic. What should an apostolic Pentecostal do in this situation? Well, first of all, let me establish a a general foundation, uh, and then we'll go to that specific application, because there could be many other similar questions of different types of activities. So first, we must be very clear. The Bible teaches that God's plan for marriage is one man and one woman who make a commitment for life. Uh, And also the sexual relationship within marriage is wholesome, God-ordained, God-given, but outside marriage, it's sin. So that's where we start. Now that means homosexual conduct is contrary to God's word and same-sex marriage is contrary to God's word. Now, the world talks about people being born as homosexual, having a homosexual orientation. Uh, This is who you are. We do not believe humans should be labeled in such ways. Uh, Someone may have a same-sex attraction, which is a temptation, but if they resist that temptation and they live for God, whether they live celibate or whether they also would develop an opposite-sex attraction and get married in an opposite-sex relationship, regardless of their struggle, their orientation, their temptation, their past, uh, their identity or their past identity, then if they are fulfilling God's plan, we do not regard them as homosexual. So we believe that everyone can fulfill God's plan, no matter their temptation. Some people have heterosexual temptations. Others, a minority, will have homosexual temptations. Both are temptations. Both need to be overcome. Uh, All of us need to learn how to submit our own lusts to the will of God and live a godly life according to God's word. So we're all the same that way. So... When somebody comes to our church, if they identify as a homosexual or if they have those temptations or struggles in their life, we welcome them to come to church. We welcome all people to come to church. Just like sick people need to go to the hospital, sinners need to go to church. And we're all sinners outside the grace of God. Uh, you know, we're born again. We can live a holy life. But we're, we're all the same in that regard. So we don't discriminate against uh, anybody. Uh, we don't hate anybody. We're not bigoted against anybody. All are welcome. All are welcome to become part of the church. Of course, you must be born again. All are welcome to be to participate in the church. Of course, there are guidelines for leadership and public ministry that must correspond to biblical teaching. So what happens when we have a close friend or family member who announces that they're going to be involved in a homosexual relationship or marriage. Well, first of all, we must make a distinction between acceptance and approval. I can accept you as a person 
that doesn't mean I approve of your choice or your lifestyle. So I love you as a family member. I love you as uh, I respect your rights as an American citizen. I believe you should have freedom, uh, the same freedoms that everybody else has as far as uh, an American citizen. Um, and even in our family, I love you, respect you. So almost every family will have someone they may not be dealing with a homosexual life, but they're probably dealing with fornication or adultery or divorce contrary to God's will. And what do we do? We don't ostracize them. We don't exclude them. They, they still come to family dinner. They still participate in family events because we're accepting them. However, that does not mean we approve of their life. And, of course, we don't have to, um, to preach at them every time. We probably would have a conversation at some point, if they don't already know it, of what we believe. So it needs to be clear, we love you and we accept you as a person. So anything we can do to affirm you as a person, as a friend or a family member, and open the door for influence, we want to do that. But anything that might indicate we approve of your sinful life, we don't want to do that. So when it comes to, as I said, having a family dinner, I would say we invite everyone. Maybe they're living in sin with a girlfriend or boyfriend. Maybe it's heterosexual. Maybe it's homosexual. Maybe we don't even want to investigate or know. But we try to welcome them. That's acceptance. But if we're asked to participate in an activity that would indicate our endorsement, then we have to say no. So I would draw the line at a marriage. I would say I love you, respect you, thank you for the invitation. Um... However, I think if I were to go, that would indicate that I approve of something that I believe is contrary to God's word. So I'm sorry, but respectfully, I'm not going to be there. And if that causes them to reject me, there's nothing I can do about that. What I would do is pray for them at appropriate times, send them a card or letter or an invitation to something that I feel is neutral. Uh, I would still keep the door open. Now, there, as I said, there could be many other situations so I would say it's up to each person to decide uh, what I'm going to do. But personally, what I would urge you, pray for your loved one. Continue to show love for your loved one. Do not show hatred, bitterness, harshness, judgmentalism. What I mean by that is we're not saying they're right, but we're not trying to us be the one who condemns them. Um, that's not our role. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. So we're offering grace. But anything that would indicate we approve of your sin, then we have to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't participate. Thank you for joining us for today's broadcast. We hope you'll make plans to join us again next time when once again we take a look at how the Bible applies to our everyday lives.